0: In this episode, Indiana Jones is returning to the big screen, Marvel finds their Iron Fist, Big Hero 6 and Lego Star Wars go to series, more Fast and Furious movies are hitting the streets, and Telltale dishes on their upcoming Batman game. All this and more on The Geek Generation. Hey everybody, welcome to the Geek Generation. I'm your host, Rob Logan, joined in the studio by Anna. Hello. And Paulo. For the watch. For the watch. Oh, so we're, we're already uh, Game of Thronesing. We're one month out. Is it really? It's like May, right? No, April 24th. April 24th? Yeah. Wow, we are one month out. We're one month away. Wow. One thing after another. Yeah, I mean, it's... Daredevil going on right now it's uh, what you what uh, Superman Batman v Superman coming after that yep. we got Civil War we got Game of Thrones, yes. we got everything. Silicon Valley is coming out in no! time. <laughs> <laughs> so many things. We're not going to be able to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to put the podcast on hiatus for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> but when we
1: come back, just, holy crap, uh, are we going to have stuff to talk exactly, about? Exactly.
0: Just to consume all the things, basically. Basically. All right. So we're going to get into a whole bunch of news, uh, that we haven't gotten to in a while. There's been some big announcements. So we'll start with one of the biggest first. Indiana Jones. We'll return to the big screen on July 19th, 2019 for a fifth epic adventure in the blockbuster series. Steven Spielberg, who directed all four previous films, will helm Indiana Jones 5 with star Harrison Ford reprising his iconic role. How do we feel? Boo. Fine by me. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Yep.
2: With Crystal Skull, it was like.
1: I didn't hate that. I didn't hate Crystal Skull either.
2: Yeah, and I didn't like it. It like left a bad taste in my I mind. thought
1: that it was so normal Indiana Jones stuff. Like I thought it was very in character. My like-
0: only problem with uh Crystal Skull was Shiloh Doofus, isn't it? <laughs> Aside from that, I really wasn't that put off. Like everyone's like aliens. I'm like, yeah. how is that any less Different ridiculous than-, yeah. than anything else we've seen as an artifact? Yeah. Every yeah. time
2: I think of uh, Crystal Skull, I think of that you know that meme of the guy from the History Channel where he's just like Aliens. Yeah. You know that? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Who looks like the Eugene, uh, the wrestler from WWE, who yeah. very well could be the same guy. It very yeah. well could be. <laughs> I think Nick Dinsmore or whatever his name is. But yeah. just as in uh people being like, even if you didn't like Crystal Skull, people didn't like the prequels for Star Wars. And then we got The Force Awakens. So more of the thing that I like. Right could be better it's not a reboot that's the important part right that's the yeah, important part this Absolutely. is not trying to be ghostbusters and being like hey we got a new movie for you but it has nothing to do with the other one but we're gonna pretend like it kind of does but we're not entirely sure how we're presenting it yeah right.
1: nobody knows
0: it's very confusing uh-huh. but i'm i'm excited for more of the thing i love we'll see i i, I really should have just been like
2: i'll give it a shot because that's like the kind of attitude that i've trying been trying to adopt you know Mm -hmm. every time i hear something is coming i'm instead of just like (laughs) knee-jerk reacting to it like
0: oh fuck this thing (laughs) like you know just like being like
2: okay maybe i should give it
0: a shot because it might be good you're trying not to instant nerd rage basically Yeah. yeah yeah uh game of thrones speaking of game of thrones game of thrones star finn jones has been cast as danny rand aka iron fist for the upcoming marvel netflix series Iron Fist is among the many master martial arts, having grown up in the immortal city of Kun Lu. Heir to the Rand Corporation, Danny uses his family's wealth to help the poor in New York City, and has also been a consistent ally for Luke Cage as the pair started the Heroes for Hire Higher business together. The Iron Fist series will see Daniel Rand returning to New York City after being missing for years. There he fights against the criminal element, corrupting New York City with his incredible kung fu mastery, I love that phrase. Incredible Kung, Kung Fu, Fu mastery <laughs> and ability to summon the awesome power of the fiery Iron Fist. The whole thing sounds like a pitch for an action figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it so much. Yeah, I really have no like super familiarity with Iron Fist, so yeah. I'm not disappointed. I'm not necessarily excited. There was a big push to have uh, an actor of Asian descent play Iron Fist, even though he's... A typical white male yeah. in the comic book. I know I personally was hoping for uh, Daniel. Is it Daniel Wu? He's busy. Daniel Wu. Yeah. yeah. And he, yeah, he's doing movies and stuff. He did Warcraft, yeah. uh, Into the Badlands was badass. And he would have been an awesome Iron Fist, I think. But-, uh, but I
2: mean, like, the controversy around it is weird. Like, I was, I read a couple of articles after they announced that he was be- this, that uh, he was being cast. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like, on one hand, it was the comic book nerds who were like, yeah, but. This character is white. Mm -hmm. Like in the comics. Like he is he's a white guy that goes to seek ancient Eastern knowledge. Right, right. And then gains the power by apparently punching a dragon in the heart. Really? (laughs) Yeah. And then Are they gonna show that? I I hope so. I know it's it's all a little bit wacky. I know that. Like and he gets this mystic power. Like he has like kung fu skills, but he also gets like this mystic power from like Either I, I'm pretty sure it's like punching a dragon somehow, mm-hmm. and then he's Iron Fist. So like, if you go according to the comics, if you stay faithful to the comics, you yeah, should be white. But a lot of articles from like the other side of the aisle, from like people who are like social justice activists and like mm-hmm. people who are advocates for like more color in Hollywood, are like, "Well, you had an opportunity to cast an Asian in a hit Marvel series. Why didn't you?" But mm-hmm. it's like you. I see it both ways, but at the same time, like. It's kind of like you have so many other opportunities for casting people, for casting Asian Americans in roles. But I mean, for some reason, you're picking on this one because Iron Fist is like a person with like mystical
0: Eastern. Right. I was thinking the same thing. Like, is it almost racist for us to be like, oh, he's a martial arts guy. Let's make him Asian. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: what I'm thinking. It's like reversed. It's like. It's more racist to cast him because that's a stereotype. You're picking
2: the stereotype and you're saying, oh, an Asian person should be in this role. Yeah, yeah. Like, when in fact there is evidence to the contrary that he shouldn't be Asian, like, see the source material. Right, right, right. Like, I think his mentor is, like, the typical, like, mystical Asian dude. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So they have an opportunity there, but the actual main character, Iron Fist, is a white dude
0: yeah like why why wasn't the outcry for Luke Cage being an Asian actor? yeah like You're like the, well, he's black in the comics, perfect opportunity for him to be an Asian guy, yeah.
2: <laughs> so it's like I mean I think it comes at a weird time, especially like after the Oscars and that whole like, mm-hmm. weird Asian joke that chris Rock made, but i mean i i I kind of side with the the casting decisions that they made i mean you you find a guy who's good for the role, I mean he's white, the comic book character is white, um there are arguments to having him be. You know, Iron Fist. Uh, let it be. Yeah. Like, find another role to pick on, so so to speak.
0: I mean, yep. as far as I know, Finn Jones has no martial arts training. Right. But it's something that they do uh, give you some training toward, and it's not like Charlie Cox is this master martial artist right. doing things for Daredevil. You have the costume. Nobody's going to know that it's not actually the actor in the suit right. for most yeah. of the action scenes.
2: Right. And Iron Fist is not a difficult costume. No, <laughs> like, no. It's like a yellow
0: bandana and green pants. They're going to have to play around with that a little bit yeah. because the comic book version is a little ridiculous. Uh, yeah, and they're they're going <laughs> to It's be got some... like the deepest V-cut on this shirt you have yeah. ever seen. Yeah, and big like, collar.
2: And Finn just I mean I mean I've seen him, you know, we've seen him in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like he has like some stage combat chops because you've seen him like fight with other actors on the show um i don't think he's been in like a real battle but he was like sparring with um other people while being courted by uh the baratheon kid i Mm -hmm. forgot his name but um yeah i mean why not yeah like uh i i'd like to see the costume though i'd really like to see the costume i'm very curious about the costume yeah Yeah. otherwise finn jones is gonna have to be in
0: the gym like six hours a day (laughs)
2: because that's just like all abs all day.
0: I feel like he's going to have to anyway, because they're going to do a shirtless shot. Yeah. Cause they have to at some point. It's like 12 episodes. Yeah. And as a martial artist, you got to be ripped yeah. to even make that believable. Yeah. That's so, true. yeah. He's going <laughs> to yeah. start now. Start now immediately. Start cutting. He's right going to have now. to start retroactively getting in shape for <laughs> this. Yeah. Speaking of Marvel and Netflix, Netflix and Marvel Entertainment have announced that everyone's favorite hero for hire will be making his way to Netflix later this year, as Marvel's Luke Cage will premiere September 30th. And the trailer actually dropped on YouTube today. Oh, it did? Okay.
2: Um, It's a 30-second like
0: blip. I heard it was uh, a teaser that was at first exclusive to people that made it through Daredevil. Yep. So you could only watch it on Netflix. It was like tacked on to the end of the last episode. Yeah. Once you get through the – it's kind of like a post-credit scene to yeah. the series. Oh, Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> but you then and your post-credits.
2: Earlier today, I saw it on somebody's uh, somebody's Facebook page. Yeah. They, oh,
0: it wouldn't have been long
2: before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, it, I mean, it was an official drop, I think.
0: Oh, okay. From what I, from wow.
2: what I saw. but uh, Or it was a very good – Recording of the clip, but it's it's great. It's uh, I mean, I don't think I'm spoiling anything. Um, it's 30 seconds long. Luke Cage sees a bunch of bad guys in a gym. He's like, "You must not know who I am." Mm -hmm. They proceed to empty clips of bullets into him, and (laughs) nothing happens. Yeah, and he says, "I'm tired of having to buy
0: new clothes." (laughs) That's (laughs) funny. And then you see the title card of Luke Cage. Nice, I like it. Excited for Luke Cage. He was really great in Jessica Jones. Yeah, he looks great. Like in the in
2: the clip that I saw. Mm -hmm. Like
0: I'm hyped. Cool. The world's greatest superheroes return to television in Justice League action, an all-new half-hour, or sorry, one would hope it would be a half-hour, but no, an all-new quarter-hour animated series from Warner Brothers Animation coming soon to Cartoon Network. What? Justice League action marks the return of Kevin Conroy, beloved by fans worldwide as one of the most iconic voices of Batman, to a weekly animated television series. The series will also deliver an all-star lineup of regular and guest cast voices, including Mark Hamill as Joker, James Woods as Lex Luthor, Diedrich Bader as Booster Gold, and many more portraying your favorite DC Comics superheroes and supervillains. What's a quarter hour? Like (laughs) fifteen? I know,
2: like I know what fifteen minutes, but like
1: minus commercials.
2: Yeah, like I I don't know if I've seen a quarter-hour show.
0: I think the well, Adult Swim, something like that, kind of I think made it more popular. But my guess would be that it's actually a half hour show and it will be two 15 minute segments Uh, like Teen Titans Go does, Uh or they're going to split up that half hour by having... Justice League action as one of the 15-minute segments in Teen Titans Go is the other 15 for that half hour of programming. Jesus Christ. ADD culture yeah, right? its That's what I'm thinking. Like Yeah. Oh, man. I know. No, they cut
1: Sesame Street down to a half an hour and moved it to HBO.
0: Oh, I'm like, wait, so now only- It's on HBO? Yeah, yeah. So
1: now only rich kids can watch Sesame Street. I I did cry. not know about yeah, that. Yeah, it's awful.
0: They acquired-
2: HBO yeah. acquired Ses- yeah. Sesame Street. Wow. Was, yeah.
1: And made it a half an hour, and I don't know this. This is just something I'm guessing mm-hmm. that half of that is Elmo's World.
2: Maybe,
0: yeah. So but it's also without commercials. I haven't seen it yet. It though.
1: was an hour without commercials before.
0: So it's really missing twelve minutes of programming.
1: Yeah. No, it was. An, it used to be an hour with right. no commercials.
0: Oh, with no commercials. Yeah.
1: PBS doesn't have commercials. Really?
0: Yeah. There's oh, no yeah. commercials on PBS, so it used to be a
1: full hour with no commercials, oh. and now it's thirty minutes. Yeah. No. It's very sad and it was made for like poverty stricken inner city kids and now it's on hbo right uh,
0: nobody can afford sesame right. street
1: yeah it's awful
0: That sucks. i was
1: really hoping they would make it to their 50th year just the way they had started yeah right now
0: but justice league action i don't know if you guys have seen the uh artwork for it Mm-mm. it definitely looks more kiddie for sure so I'm thinking this is uh, the Justice League version of something like a Teen Titans Go. Like, it's going to be made for kids. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just not a show I'm necessarily going to be interested yeah. in, that, if that's the case. My only disappointment is that this is where Kevin Conroy is going to be Batman again. And he is the quintessential Batman. It might not be a show really for me.
1: And Mark Hamill.
0: And Mark Hamill. Now, this is interesting, too, because Hamill had said he was done with the Joker. And then he said the only time he would come back is if they did the killing joke as an animated movie, which they are doing. And he is providing the voice of Joker for. And now all of a sudden he's back in Justice League action. They put as it Joker. in tiny little itty bitty yeah.
1: writing at the bottom of his contract. They're like, Oh snap, look what you have to do.
0: <laughs> so not done with Joker after all, which uh, you know what? I'm fine with. Yeah. But I mean, they- again, in something I might not interested in they could have just backed
2: a dump truck of money up to his house and been like can you just record like thir- a 15
1: minute show dude 13 <laughs> hours of
2: joker for us that way we can stretch it out over
0: three seasons or right. something you know like- it's just gonna be stitched together they just have them doing like little phrases here and there yeah. and then they just cut it all up
2: like do the laugh and say a couple key lines yeah. and then we'll just
0: edit <laughs> together the rest. yeah they
1: just have a, a joker switchboard that's the whole show yeah
0: exactly uh so i don't know i'll i'll watch it out of pure curiosity, but I, I think I need to see, like, an animated trailer or something first. I can't really go on just the artwork itself. Yeah. I mean, there's such a vacuum for, like, DC animated
2: stuff that's on TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only a few, and the the few that do exist are not that great. So it's like it, it'll occupy a space, but if anything better is developed or comes along, then it's going to fall flat. Right, like, right.
0: Yeah. So here's the artwork actually right there.
2: Oh, yeah. That's yeah. definitely for kids. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Looks very much so for children. No, no muscles, Batman. <laughs> no, I mean, Batman's smiling. That <laughs> is <Batman's> smiling. <laughs> That's Superman how you know right really away.
1: He doesn't have eyes. No. He's, there's no. no whites to his eyes. Which, which is weird because like Wonder
0: Woman does. Right? So they're just all over the place. <laughs> they don't know. Design wise. It is, But they do. They look almost like teenagers. Yeah. So I think this is definitely for a younger crowd. But we shall see. At the recent South by Southwest Festival, Telltale Games revealed some details about their upcoming Batman series, which is now slated for release this summer. The game seems to be focusing on the duality of being both Bruce Wayne and Batman and will explore the consequences of the player's actions when decisions made as Bruce Wayne have a critical impact on his nightly crusade as Batman and vice versa. This will be a fresh interpretation of the universe set in current times and not tied to any existing iteration of Batman in games, film, or comics. The story will focus on Bruce and Batman and won't be an examination of the extended Bat family, but will include series staples such as Alfred Pennyworth, Vicki Vale, James Gordon, and Renee Montoya. Graphically, the team is committing to a non-photorealistic interpretation of the universe to deliver a more seamless, living comic book art direction, taking inspiration from the works of over 75 years of artists such as Jim Lee, Greg Capullo, and Neil Adams. Like other Telltale games, the game will be landing with an M rating, and the cinematic approach will feel more akin to an R-rated movie. I am happy about pretty much everything they said there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I like that they are drawing inspiration from Jim Lee.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause Jim Lee Batman
2: is like, is the best Batman. My favorite Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Jim Lee
0: Batman, Michael Turner Batman, and Ed McGuinness Batman yep. are like my three favorites. And they're all very different yeah. from each other. But
2: like there are
0: certain people who
2: play Batman, who voice Batman, who mm-hmm. draw Batman, who are like, that is the person who is responsible for that particular like, thing of batman and yeah like yeah for me because jim lee did batman like early 90s 2000s mm-hmm. and then he picked it up again in like the mid 2000s again, right, right? Mm-hmm. i remember that artwork and thinking like oh this is the batman that i want like i don't want batman versus robin batman right you know? like, right this is this is amazing because he's like so dark and he's like mad like all the
0: time and it made me so happy <laughs> and he's right there on my wall yeah. <laughs> i got a big jim lee batman boaster yep. in the studio I love it. Uh, but I'm very, very excited for this game. I'm happy to see that they're not afraid to uh, really bring it with the adult themes and everything. Like, they, I had talked about the Game of Thrones game that they did mm-hmm. a little while ago, and they weren't afraid to go into a lot of areas. The only area that they didn't really go in was into uh, sexuality at all, mm-hmm. which is kind of a staple of Game of Thrones. Yeah. So I was a little disappointed that that wasn't really a part of the game. But when it comes to video games, you put in, like, any sexual content and people flip out just because they still see it as a medium more geared towards children. Yeah.
2: And it's kind of weird because Telltale has kind of separated itself from that sort of – I mean, at least for gamers, like, people don't think of Telltale games as for kids. Right. Because it doesn't – Not anymore, at least. It doesn't really draw, like, kids because kids want to be able to play a video game. Mm -hmm. Video game. They don't want to play a story. Right. That's more geared towards, like, young adults and adults. Like, we want to experience a story and just happen to have it as in a video game format. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it is a little weird that there's no sexual content in the Game of Thrones thing because, like, our friend Ian McShane on the newest season of Game of Thrones said, "Yeah, Game of Thrones is really just about tits and dragons. <laughs> that is what he said. <laughs> so, that does
1: not make me want to watch that show. It, it's <laughs>
2: kind of like an exaggeration. But it is. It, like a lot of people have kind of <laughs> been drawn to that quote because he was talking another whole nother story.
0: Right, <laughs> right. I, I had some similar reservations about Game of Thrones before I started watching. I thought it was just going to be like a skin fest and really just exploitation and everything. And it really wasn't. Like nothing feels... There's a lot of nudity, and yeah. there's a lot of sexuality, but nothing feels like they were crowbarring it in for yeah. that purpose. So. Season one was a little... Season one, maybe a little bit.
2: But after that, it was just like it was there for a purpose. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: They might have done it a little bit just to get everybody's attention. Yeah. <laughs> Look, everybody, tits. Yeah. Now that I have your attention. <laughs> Here's the story. Here's the story. Yeah. Uh, But very excited for the Batman Telltale game. I uh will... Definitely get more information as it comes out, and I'm sure there will be more in the near future. Uh, just ooh, so excited. <laughs> uh, the Walt Disney Company has announced that in lieu of a theatrical sequel, a Big Hero 6 series will be making its way to Disney XD in 2017. In production now, the Big Hero 6 series will pick up where the film left off as Hero is enrolled at San Francisco Institute of Technology, where he will go up against daunting academic challenges and the social trials of being the little man on campus. Off campus, the stakes are raised for the high-tech heroes as they must protect their city from an array of scientifically enhanced villains. I am hype- (laughs) and there's a good reason why
2: because i like i like big hero six but more importantly my son likes big hero six and i'm fucking tired of watching that (laughs) goddamn movie like 30 times a day and i would like some new content (laughs) please and you know if there was just a sequel you would have to watch that 30 times a day yeah like big hero (laughs) six is my son's frozen Oh, yeah. Like, because you know how, like, a lot of parents, they complain that they have to watch Frozen sure, over and over again. Sure. We, we skillfully avoided that because every time we saw Frozen on TV, we were like, Oh, no, this see here. And we would just change the channel. <laughs> Unfortunately, like, we were very much like, I, my, I like Big Hero Six. My wife liked mm-hmm. it. So we recorded it and we were just, and it's just been on our DVR ever since. Uh, but the the big mistake with that was, I mean, it's obviously like, look, Big Robot Marshmallow. Yeah. Like, little kid that kind of looks like you. Yeah, yeah. And he's, like, so drawn to it now. He's like, I want to watch Baymax. I want to watch Baymax, like, 30 times a day.
0: <laughs> he thinks the movie is called Baymax. Yeah, it's probably. not called yeah. Big Hero 6. It's called Baymax. Yeah. It's probably similar to a lot of kids. Or it was like, like
1: uh, opposite was Tangled. Everybody yeah. thought that Rapunzel's name was Tangled. Yeah, they'd yeah. be like, "Who's that?" Tangled. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: what
2: the movie's no. called. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm hype for a new series because new content is always welcome.
0: Yeah, I love Big Hero Six. Yeah. Uh, I I did want to see a sequel, but if this is what we're getting, and I'm pretty sure it's not CGI. Yeah, I don't think the, so. The the art style that they presented at least on the promotional image. They only had Baymax there, but it was a flat image. It mm-hmm. wasn't some 3D looking thing. So I'm assuming they're going with more of an animation style look. Yeah. And that's fine. Uh I'm I'm pumped for anything more in that world, really. So I can see how this would support a series more so than a lot of other movies Yeah, because like they a built a the, world.
2: Yeah. You could do like a monster of the week kind of thing, or you could, you know, you could build like a background supervillain. That's going to be like your big bad. Mm-hmm. or And you know, there's also like the whole other dimension of like, you know, incorporating the school life to it. Right. Right. And that's not really something that you see a lot of on like American TV. Mm-hmm. from What I remember, I mean, at least for like cartoons and stuff, you know? So,
0: Yeah. Disney XD has announced a new Lego Star Wars series set to premiere this summer. Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures is an all-new animated adventure comedy series that will introduce new heroes and villains in exciting adventures with many familiar Star Wars characters. Set in the time between The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, The Freemaker Adventures follows The Freemakers, a family of scavengers who build and sell starships from the scoured debris of space battles strewn throughout the galaxy. When their youngest discovers a natural connection with the Force through an ancient artifact, the Kyber Saber. Saber, sorry. His world is turned upside down and he and his family are thrown into an epic struggle against the Empire to restore peace and freedom to the galaxy. Throughout their adventures, the Freemakers explore new worlds, meet new and familiar characters, and learn the true value of what it means to be a family. Oh. <laughs> More
1: Lego all the time. Good.
0: Yes. Yeah. Lego stuff is awesome. Always. So good. And to see uh, a Star Wars series that is going to be straight comedic, for the most part, and in that Lego humor, is even better. Yeah. I like how they're,
1: and they're like builders need build starships.
0: Yeah, right. And yeah, like, and
2: it's t- like <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's making the lego <laughs> building noises. <laughs> click, 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 click. <laughs> like the I like how the story too is sort of inconsequential. Like it doesn't focus on like a main character or like, you know, it's not heavily invested in like the Jedi or the Sith. These are just people who exist in the universe. Follow their story. Right. Like I, it's one of the reasons why like I I enjoy Star Wars Rebels, which is the animated series that's mm-hmm. on Disney XD now, but because it delves so heavily into the Jedi, especially after like the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. like you know what's happening, or yeah. you know what's going to yeah. happen, these people don't exist now, right? And we're already at the Force Awakens, and Disney has sort of acknowledged that all of their content is sort of tied together in mm-hmm. some way. So the two main characters, the two Jedi, it's like you know they're not there anymore. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that we're, we're worried about is whether or not these people die or they somehow become folded into like the massive collection of Sith that have grown. You know, right, right. That. Like it leads me to believe that the, it, I'm less interested in like their, what happens to them later. But I mean, this is great because it's like, yeah, it's like they're, it's, they incorporate the building fun of Legos. Yeah. <laughs> like a, <laughs> like a Star Wars storyline. Totally. And I don't know what this Kyber Saber is, but it sounds pretty cool.
0: (laughs) Name a lot. It has Saber in it. Probably made out of Legos. Probably. (laughs) The whole universe. (laughs) Uh, More cartoon stuff. Paramount Pictures has hired Napoleon Dynamite's Jared Hess to write and direct a Nicktoons movie that will combine the worlds of classic Nickelodeon cartoon originals like Doug, Ren and Stimpy, Rugrats, and... Ah, real monsters. I don't know if that's how you say it, but it always had the exclamation point. In it. <laughs> uh, no specifics are mentioned as to how the Nicktoons movie will blend the show's various worlds, but plans for the feature are likened to Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
2: That sounds kind of cool. Interesting. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know... Are people like are, are the
2: current generation of kids really going to pick up on like Ren and Stimpy and like, Oh, they're not going to know no, Ren I, and Stimpy at all. I mean, but. they're not going to know it at all. But are they going to like it at all? I mean,
1: no. But I think that a lot of networks and and they're realizing that our generation isn't growing up, <laughs> 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 and they're begging on that because why else would Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles still be on TV right, and why right. else would there be Transformer movie? They're they're quickly realizing that. Thing. I guess we're Gen Xers. I, don't, I think we're right on the cusp of being millennial, but I don't like the idea that I'm... so. I, Technically, I'm
2: we're millennials because we were born in 80, like after the 1980s. Right, right. right? Yeah.
1: Well, I, it's as far as I've researched, it's a pretty weird gray line where the two separate. But anyway, people our age, people that are like 40 to like 30, I guess, are not growing up. No. No. They're like super nostalgic and they're never going to grow up. No. So that's why.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, for yeah. one, didn't have Agreed. cable
1: growing up, so I don't know who any of those people are.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. I uh, was not a fan of Doug. I didn't watch A ah, Real Monsters or yeah. Ah Real Monsters. Uh, Red and Stimpy I liked, but often grossed me out and got weird, too weird for me mm-hmm. at the age I was watching it at. And I liked Rugrats. Yeah. So that's probably the one I'm biggest fan of out of those
2: I like the, the first three Doug, Ren and Stimpy and Rugrats Because they were on when I could watch them Like uh, at a specific time Between violin practice yeah. And like homework <laughs> like, So it was like a good time for me to watch TV And they were on during that time
0: <laughs> Hey Amazon users If you'd like to help support the show Please go to thegeekgeneration.com And click on the Amazon button Which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. Hi, this is Tori Bellacci, and you are watching or listening to...
1: Well, you're looking at your iPod. Hi, this is Tori Bellacci, and you are
0: listening to The Geek Generation. Moving into video games, PlayStation has announced that PlayStation VR will launch in October of this year for a retail price of $399. More than 50 games are expected to be available from launch until the end of this year. It should be noted that the price does not include move controllers or the PlayStation camera, both of which are essential for the system's positional tracking capabilities. So, uh, similar to... The move controllers there are lights on the front of the PlayStation VR headset, and your movement is tracked by the PlayStation camera in that way so if you buy the base set that ha- for three hundred ninety nine dollars you basically can't use it unless you get some other stuff yeah. I think the reason they're doing that though is for people like me who have the camera and have the move controllers yeah. and would only need the headset to actually use VR so i'm I'm kind of excited in the sense that I have half the stuff I need already mm-hmm. And the move controllers weren't getting a whole lot of use elsewhere, but I do have them. So if I wanted to, which I'm not necessarily like jumping up and down about, I could though go into the PlayStation VR realm and totally be ready for it. I mean, I think they kind of learned from
2: Microsoft's mistake when Microsoft forced people to buy a Kinect when right. nobody was developing right. for Kinect. Yeah. So I mean, they kind of, they took it out. Granted, you are paying a little bit more, but I mean, if you're not being forced to buy something that you don't want then people are going to buy the thing that they do want namely a playstation 4 Mm -hmm. but the playstation vr stuff like there's been some coverage of it i guess recently because there are a couple of conventions going on Mm -hmm. and like it looks kind of weird like it looks like what you imagined vr would be 20 years ago
0: right right and now
2: we're finally ready for it and it's kind of like clunky
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it's a little weird like i mean some of the stuff that i have of course like the driving force behind vr at least in the media so far has been porn
0: yeah like, like yeah.
2: every news
0: outlet but in all honesty it's weird how often porn is the innovator in technology yeah
2: it's the driving force behind because like,
0: that's what people are throwing their money at yeah But it's like, but, but like the, it's so (laughs) weird. I'm glad you said humans and not men. Thank
2: you. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like so weird. Like the, like the porn VR stuff. I think they did it with like the Samsung VR, Mm -hmm. which is like that weird magnifying glass headset. Oh, sure. Yep. That you clip the phone to the front of. Mm -hmm. Like it's VR insofar as like, you can't really interact with it. Your interaction is limited to. What looking the, around what the people in the environment are doing okay. to you oh okay. like you don't have any effect on that environment sure playstation vr is going to be a little different oh obviously. yeah
0: absolutely you're going to be able to interact with your
2: environment but i mean can you imagine like you're like standing in your living room and doing like trying to do the vr stuff and like
0: <laughs> well i live alone so i don't have to worry about looking ridiculous
2: <laughs> imagine imagine how many videos are going to pop up on youtube of people swimming on their floor
0: right you Right. Know?
2: <laughs> or like doing something like I don't know, like it I'm I'm a little excited about it, but also kind of not ready to jump that far into exactly, it. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of the same way.
1: Yeah. I have no interest <laughs> at all. I
0: think it's I think it's amazing.
1: I don't even play first person shooter. <laughs> I don't, I, don't wanna, I like to see the little guy running in front of me. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it's amazing. I think that uh, the technology, like, I have a big curiosity about mm-hmm. it. I don't know how much I'm going to get into it, though. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of limitations to VR still. Like, obviously, any type of treadmill walking setup would mm-hmm. be wicked expensive, yeah. and we're not at a place where they're really implementing that. So, the kind of games we're going to see either have to work within a smaller space or they have to come up with some sort of creative solution to move you around. Mm-hmm. A game like Portal lends itself to that kind of idea where you can warp yourself around a level. Yes. But there are others that you can't even really attempt yeah. because they just don't make much sense. So I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of like shooting gallery type things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to see a lot of vehicles. Which move around kind of on their own. You could be sitting down to do so and you're still moving forward or backward or whatever direction you need. But as far as walking around goes, probably not a ton of that. Yeah. But I am curious to see how they handle those problems.
2: Yeah. Or so you're going to have like a lot of people like walking in place. Yeah. It seems a
0: little clunky. Yeah. I don't want to be standing and marching in one (laughs) spot. Yeah. That would be really weird. And how does it know what my legs are doing? Yeah, That's exactly. another weird thing. Like, I'm going to have to get some weird knee pads with more lights on them. Be <laughs> yeah. like, suit up in your rollerblade outfit for the <laughs> VR experience. It
1: could have it be like one of those wrist things, like that they count your steps, but you can totally cheat just by like waving shaking your it. around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I did 1,500 steps today. Yeah, okay. <laughs> It'll
0: be like the NES track and field game where you can just rub your fingers over yeah, the right. buttons real quick, but you'll yeah. just be going. Uh,
1: yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running so fast right now. Yeah.
0: Uh Moving on, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was attached as director and potential star of Neil Gaiman's Sandman movie. But now Gordon-Levitt has announced his departure from the project. An excerpt from his post on Facebook reads, A while back, David Goyer and I made a producing deal with Warner Brothers to develop a movie adaptation of Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Neil himself came on as an executive producer. We hired the excellent screenwriter Jack Thorne and we started in on the ambitious task of adapting one of the most beloved and boundary-pushing titles in the world of comics. I was pleased with the progress we were making, even though we still had quite a ways to go. Recently, as you also might know if you like to follow these sorts of things, the sort of ownership, for lack of a better term, of the Sandman material changed hands when Warner Brothers shifted the entire catalog of Vertigo Comics, an imprint of DC, to their subsidiary New Line. And a few months ago I came to realize that the folks at New Line and I just don't see eye to eye on what makes Sandman special and what a film adaptation could or should be. So unfortunately I decided to remove myself from the project. I wish nothing but the best for the team moving forward.
1: Okay, good for him. Mm-hmm. But they just need to scrap it and do like a Kickstarter because it sounds like the new one's going to suck.
0: Well, we know nothing about
1: No, but I mean if some one. but if a real fan who was like working really he hard is, at doing he like is a uh, fan right? Now. I mean, as soon as they say that they're gonna like go away from the original, I don't want to watch it anymore. Mm. You know, it's like you want somebody in there that's a fan and wants to do homage to the original, right? So right. just the fact that that's the issue makes me be like, Muh.
2: that's a very the, his response was kind of a diplomatic way of saying. Yeah, I didn't like
0: it. I'm out. They're gonna ruin yeah, it. Yeah. They're gonna ruin it. This Sorry, is dumb. I'm like, leaving. I don't want to do the thing. Yeah, that I don't want to be
1: part in. of it anymore. Yeah. That's scary.
0: See, I have no knowledge of Sandman. Yeah, me neither. Whatsoever, but I trust Joseph gordon levitts I was right. only Sandman. interested in the project because Joseph Gordon-Levitt was a part of it. I'm a fan yeah. of him, but
1: I've read one of them. I know it has it. like a
0: pretty like strong following.
1: Oh yeah, people are dying for this. Oh yeah. And Neil Gaiman sounds-
0: alone has a big yeah, following. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It sounds like. You know, the network took over and it's going to make it into something else, which is just going to make everybody mad. And then it's going to get rebooted like three years from now. Then... <laughs> so,
0: it's going to go the way of a, Amazing Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, it's just another hol- holiday, uh, Hollywood clusterfuck, basically. Yeah. Something.
2: New Line is going to cast Jai Courtney. <laughs> and it's just going to be terrible. Be like, uh... I, thought, I thought he was so much skinnier than that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Sandman's really jacked. <laughs>
1: No, Mark Wahlberg. It'll be Mark Wahlberg.
2: (laughs) Oh,
0: God. (laughs) Yeah, you got, yeah, I'm not even gonna gonna bother. Uh, Justice League Part 1 has added another member to its cast because we didn't have enough already uh, with J.K. Simmons set to play Commissioner Gordon.
2: Yeah,
1: I saw that. That's gonna be weird.
0: Very weird. It's gonna
1: be so weird. I kind of like
2: it. Yeah. Yeah. As Commissioner Gordon, he could pull it off. We've mm-hmm. seen him
1: he's amazing. with a mustache I mean,
2: already, yeah. you know, like and just so long as he just, he's not his character from Whiplash, I'm fine because <laughs> that Commissioner Gordon is way too intense. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. I think
1: he's just always gonna be J Jonah Jameson I think to that's me. My I problem. love him. He's so good, mm. and he can do anything you tell him to, yeah. and he's gonna be great. But it's still gonna be like, but that's. J. Jonah I love J.K.
0: Simmons. He's a fantastic actor. Fantastic actor. But that voice, as soon as you hear it, is so distinctly Jay Jonah Jameson at this point. Yeah. I mean, he's established himself in the movies, mm-hmm. in the cartoons. Yep. He's everywhere as Jay Jonah. And to make him Commissioner Gordon, like that important of a role in another comic book world feels like not a well thought out decision. I think there's so many other people they could have gotten. And... I don't even know if JK is really the right casting for Commissioner Gordon aside from Jay Jonah. He's so bombastic. Yep. That yeah. this role just doesn't necessarily seem his type of thing. So quick, quick fantasy casting. Who would you cast?
1: I loved Gary Oldman. He was
0: amazing. I for loved
1: it. him as okay, Commissioner Gordon. No,
0: nobody that's played Commissioner Gordon. <sighs> damn it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Oh man, now you're making me think on the spot. Yeah. On the spot. He's
2: starting to look better, isn't he? Yeah.
0: No, well, no, (laughs) there's, there's a lot of ways. The thing is, I think they could have gotten like anybody. There are so many actors that would fit that role well. I I would, I would honestly have to do some research because I can't just arbitrarily give answers. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm the type that has to do the, the background, uh, information on it to really give a solid answer there, but. There's probably a ton of character actors and things that would be amazing to be elevated to that level Mm -hmm. and could fill that role so well. Uh, And I would love to see them give it to somebody new almost. One person I could see
2: being either made up to be that or maybe a younger version of Commissioner Gordon is Mm -hmm. the guy who plays Littlefinger. On a uh, Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, like it, he just has to lose the English accent or the sort of like English Irish accent. and I could absolutely
0: see that. Yeah, like yeah. he could be it because he's like a little bit more calm, reserved. And yeah, like, and he needs to have that. Like yeah. J.K., I'm not saying he can't be calm and reserved. I'm saying it might be a little harder for him <laughs> than other people. I mean, I think
2: when I think of somebody like the type of character jk simmons would be as commissioner gordon i kind of reflect back to his character as um uh juno's father in juno mm, uh, okay he was a little bit more fatherly like loving and caring i mean commissioner gordon is not all those things but yeah i mean he is some of those things so if you just maybe darken it turn turn the light down a little bit and maybe you know make it a little bit more intense and weathered so to speak yeah yeah be a little bit
0: I just see him, when I heard it immediately, the first thing that popped in my brain was him saying Batman, like in the way that he says it as Spider-Man as <laughs> Jay Jonah. Yeah, and yeah. it just seemed really off. Really weird. Yeah, it was very strange. Uh, the upcoming DC series Powerless has cast some of its stars. The series is a workplace comedy set at one of the worst ins- well, worst insurance companies in America and deals with the reality of working life for a normal, powerless person in a world of superheroes and villains. Vanessa Hudgens has been set to headline the series in the role of Emily Locke, an insurance claims adjuster who loves helping people and keeping a low profile in order to get her work done. Alan Tudyk will play Dell, Emily's overeducated dictator of a boss in the claims department, who also happens to be the owner's son. Danny Pudi will play Teddy, Emily's prank-pulling work friend and trusted confidant. Christina Kirk will play Jackie, Dell's overworked personal assistant, whose office cubicle is covered with beefcake shots of superheroes. I, I
2: kind of like it. Um, everything was, I mean, Alan Tudyk and Danny Pudi, I think, are going to be
0: a good shot. Oh, of, absolutely. Like, comedic jolt. Yep.
2: You know, um, Vanessa I love Hudgens. Alan Tudyk.
0: He's great. Yeah,
2: he's hilarious.
0: And uh, it's funny because Tudyk has voiced Superman on many yeah, occasions yeah, uh, in animated things. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens, I mean, I haven't seen her in a while, so I don't know. I don't know if I've really seen her in anything. I know she's done plenty of stuff, I just don't think it's the stuff I normally watch. The last thing I saw her in was Spring Breakers,
2: and that Oh, was, yeah, that was a weird movie. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I don't know anything about Christina Kirk. No, nope, uh, me neither. But, I mean, it sounds kind of
0: cool. Like, uh, you know, office comedy, insurance. I'm happy just to see them trying different things. Yeah. yeah. I love that superhero is a genre that we can now mm-hmm. make different things inside of it. Yep. That is exciting alone. So I support until, until one of these things says, oh, I'm, I suck <laughs> yeah. and I'm out. Then I'm supporting. Yeah. I just hope they don't like oversaturate. I mean, I
2: know it's going to deal with like the fallout of superheroes fighting, mm-hmm. but I mean, if they say Superman in a, in an episode more than like, Four or five times, and it's like, oh, right. Stop, like.
0: And folk- knowing these type of shows, they'll do it in like the first two or three episodes. Will just be way Man. too many references, yeah. But they'll find their footing. Like yeah. the writing premise
2: of an entire episode is that Superman is actually a prick, yeah. Cause he's just <laughs> making my job ten times harder,
0: like- right? Right. As rumored back in 2014, Amazon Studios and Sony Pictures Television are looking to breathe new life into the great blue bug of justice. The Tick. I saw that. Although Patrick Warburton won't be reprising the title role, he is attached as an executive producer. Casting is already underway with vinyl star Griffin Newman set to play Arthur, the accountant-turned-moth-themed superhero, while House of Lies' Valerie Curry will play his sister Dot.
2: Well, like, when you guys say that, you know, somebody to you, is a certain character. Like, Patrick Warburton... Is the Tick. Is the Tick. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna... I literally know no one else who has played him or voiced him, right? Well, he didn't voice the Tick in the series. Oh, he didn't? No. Oh, I thought he did. Nope. But yeah, I mean, Patrick
0: Warburton is the Tick. Yeah. Like, that's that's a hard one to get over. It is. Most of the comments, although it was only, like, three episodes that aired... But it was
2: like I, I like I remember it vividly.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. The, like, ugh. Most of the comments I saw following these news articles were, "But we want more cartoon tick. Yeah. Like, why live action? Yeah. He was strong, really strong as a cartoon.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I'm not making it. <laughs> <laughs> Warner Brothers Home Entertainment has revealed that the upcoming animated movie Justice League vs Teen Titans will debut digitally on March 29th with a DVD and Blu-ray release to follow on April 12th. That seems to be the pattern now for the uh, street to video DC movies, is that they release about a week or two prior yeah. on digital before the physical release comes out. Yeah, you always see it on iTunes like a week ahead, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Which is a bummer for me when they send me the physical versions of them, uh, and yeah. everybody's already seen it, and I'm like, Aww. damn it! <laughs> yeah, but then
1: you can have them and love them forever. I do,
0: I do. Uh, but Justice League versus Teen Titans looks very interesting. Uh, there's, of course, some sort of mind control element going on with the Justice League that makes them have to battle the Teen Titans. We're getting a different version of the Titans here. This will be the first incarnation of the Teen Titans where Damian Wayne is the Robin in the group. And I believe Starfire is actually the leader. So it will be, it'll be slightly different, but it'll be kind of cool.
2: Yeah. I like that one shot from the trailer mm-hmm. where they're like, we don't have a plan to beat Superman. Wait, do you have a plan to beat Superman? And Damien kinda gives that smile. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like he's like, I'm the Batman of this group. Right. Of course I have a plan to take down Superman. <laughs> I have
2: a plan for everyone, including you.
0: <laughs> it's just as like Doom all over again. Yeah. Vin Diesel has revealed release dates for Fast and Furious 9 and 10, Fall. Yes! I'm so <laughs> excited! The ninth installment will arrive on April 19th, 2019, and the tenth will follow on April 2nd, 2021. Prior to the announcement, the eighth movie in the franchise had already been set to hit theaters on April 14th, 2017.
2: I can't wait to hear how many times The
0: Rock says, (laughs) some (laughs) bitch. I'm going to take my boot and shove it up that some bitch. So every other year we're getting a new Fast and Furious movie. Oh my goodness. I am surprised and yet not surprised that we're getting more after the whole Paul Walker thing. Yeah. You would have thought there would have been some vein inside of Vin Diesel that said, My brother's dead. <laughs> wait, 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 let me try to do this more Vin Diesel. I I was even being too high voice for Vin Diesel. My brother's dead. <laughs> I got, I can't do these movies anymore. <laughs> no, it's like super low. Um, Taryn
2: Killam does it. He did it on an SNL sketch. It's like, like Dr. Colossus. I'm Vin Diesel. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, and it's like kind of like really slow talking. It's like, he does do Yeah. I am Groot. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. But, um, just do that. I'm excited. I don't know. Uh, I like the Fast and the Furious movies. Uh, I've said it before in a random movie club. It's like, it it's n- partly nostalgic, but mm-hmm. also like the part of me that loves action movies and just the ridiculousness of, you know, the, the the last one that they made. Right, right. And they acknowledge that it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But it it was crazy to see cars fall out of a plane and land <laughs> safely. Like you know, and like the over the topness of it and just Yeah. Like I mean they still know what butters their bread and that's kind of like the racing aspect of it so they inject it every now Mm -hmm. and again but they know also that the rock is a huge action star yes and he does not fit in these small fast cars Mm -mm. so we need to give him a vehicle too and that's a vehicle literally and metaphorically like give him a giant truck but also let him blow up half of la or like Spoilers for the lat for the most recent <laughs> movie. Um, The Rock drives an ambulance into a drone. He does. Yeah, he takes a drone out of the sky with an ambulance. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> and finally, they should make they should make like
1: Fast and Furious like realistic cut. And just have the cars just
2: completely explode. Just like it like
1: falls out, it just like blows up. Everybody dies.
2: It wouldn't even be ten minutes long. They take off and then they'd get pulled over five minutes right, later. Right. End of movie. <laughs> I'm waiting for the
0: inevitable uh... I mean
1: just the crashes. Have you guys seen the the like behind the scenes of um, the Dukes of Hazard and no. watching those cars actually no. like, not make no. it? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Like yeah. they
2: wreck multiple versions oh, yeah. of a car for a movie. Yeah. Like I, 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 oh like yeah, yeah. For the James Bond movies, like an Aston Martin, a car that costs more than like a graduate school education, mm-hmm. <laughs> they wrecked like twenty of those yeah. for spec or for either uh, no Casino Royale.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like they in that one scene where they roll over the yeah. Aston, they, they twenty cars. Yeah, but it was
1: worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> so awesome.
2: But you know, like you got to imagine, like they have an entire department dedicated to like. Cars in the fast and the furious where they build like seven or eight yeah. or 10 copies of the car because mm-hmm. they know they're going to have to shoot the scene several times. Yeah. And so that the, the black charger that, uh, that, uh, Dominic that Vin Diesel drives, mm-hmm. like they, they build like a car lot full of these things. Yeah. Right. And it's not like that car is easy to come by. You know, it's an old car. It's yeah, a classic yeah. car. So it's like, it's insane. Like the, the scale and the level that they go to. And I, I personally, I can appreciate that. Also, I mean, it's just, you know, fun times yep.
1: although they did show on the mythbusters that it's extremely hard to make a car catch on fire true yeah. they like don't catch on fire
0: <laughs> they do in this world <laughs> oh. they
1: actually know it's, it's all
0: they do <laughs> yeah it wasn't
1: that hard to get it to catch on fire it was that they couldn't get it to explode
2: right
0: is what right, it was like it
1: right. would catch on fire like a little bit like nascar Like it'd be like oh look there's some fire but they couldn't get it to explode and mm.
2: Oh, but in the world of Fast and the Furious, that's all the cars. In do. the world yeah. of all
1: of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. They all have C four yeah. stuffed in the trunk. Uh, yeah. yeah. They all drive fast and eventually explode. You yeah.
1: like shoot it with one bullet nowhere near the gas tank and it blows up. Like we're all just driving around bombs. Shooting like, time bombs. You like, can't
2: just shoot the car. You need to shoot the car and have a slow motion bullet sequence. Where you <laughs> oh, see folks. the bullets
0: flying through yeah. the air. <laughs> there was talk a little while ago of a uh Hasbro movie universe being formed using like Transformers and yeah. uh, G.I. Joe and I'm waiting for the the Transformers G.I. Joe slash Fast and Furious mesh when yeah. they go, wait the rocks and bolt, he can be Roadblock and, and the guy from Fast and, Fur- and Hobbs, he's Roadblock Hobbs, yeah. yeah. And he drives a, a an 18 wheeler Transformer because it's gonna happen. Yeah. Mark my words. And we we'll start up this sub-bitch.
2: Wasn't there like another... Oh, there is a movie crossover that I remember speaking of crossover, and mm-hmm. it's not relevant, but speaking of crossovers like they're crossing over men in black and, and the twenty one jump, jump street. street yeah, how does that work like other I than don't the know. end credits of twenty two jump street like how does that work
0: the The producers or writers of twenty two jump street have said that in their mind, all of those sequels that they put as a joke at the end of twenty two jump street are canon, so if they <laughs> keep making them, they have to just keep doing those movies. Wow.
2: <laughs> Cause those, some of those, they got patently ridiculous. Oh, yeah.
0: Right? As they went further. Yeah. They were just so dumb. Like there was like 33 jump street
2: veterinary school yeah. or
0: something like that. I, I, it's the weirdest crossover and I have zero interest in it yeah. whatsoever. Like it's so weird. I don't understand it. I think it's simply that they're owned by the same studio. That's like yeah. as far They're like, as it goes. are like, we are
1: out of ideas. Right. We have zero ideas left. Guys, I have an <laughs> idea. start putting two movies together.
2: I have an idea. All we have to do is secure some capital funding, but we can start our own movie studio. And mm-hmm. as long as we are as ridiculous as possible, yeah. but we acknowledge that we are ridiculous. Right, right. We will be successful. Mm. So remember that movie that I pitched to you earlier when I when the rock. That's exactly got set what up? I was thinking of. I mean, we could make that movie. We could make it. We just need the funding, right? Yeah. I mean, if you want to do a crossover where the all of the universes of the rock somehow mashed together in some in some sort of shared world. We can do it. Our bottom line, though, is the Rock has to be in every movie. Exactly. Yeah. What we're saying is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> will you join us in this ridiculous journey and do all the work and, and do most of the work and most of the funding? And most yeah. Of the funding. But, we, but we will be sure to promote you on Instagram. That's right.
0: Because <laughs> he needs us. <laughs> Uh, Paramount Pictures, speaking of all this craziness, Paramount Pictures has announced release dates for three more Transformers movies. One of them must three be more? Fast and Furious related. <laughs>
2: uh.
0: Three more Transformers movies, each set to hit theaters with only a year in between. Transformers? <laughs> well, it's not like they were taking any times on the special effects, so this is easy, no problem. Transformers 5, to be directed by Michael Bay, is set oh, to arrive on June 23rd, 2017. No, it's my
1: birthday! <laughs> Damn it!
0: <laughs> where it will open against Warner Brothers' upcoming Wonder Woman movie.
1: Guess which one I'm going yeah,
0: to. Yeah, me too. Yes. <laughs> A Bumblebee spinoff movie will then see release on June 8th, 2018, where it will compete with Legendary's Godzilla sequel, Guess which movie I'm going to go <laughs> see. I
1: don't think compete is the right word no, for what no. is going to happen.
0: Finally, Transformers 6 will drop the following year on June 28, 2019. Further details have not yet been confirmed. Except for the fact that it will probably suck. <laughs> Except for the
1: fact that I'm not going to watch them.
2: Well, there was some hope for it. I mean, uh initial, or a while ago, not a while ago, but maybe a few months ago, Robert Kirkman was... Confirmed to be somehow involved with the Transformers Really? Robert Kirkman, like Walking Dead Robert Kirkman. Yeah. But then he left the project. Yeah, because he
1: was probably like, this is a bad idea.
2: Yeah. He He just (laughs) wanted to see how stupid it was
0: going to be, and then (laughs) it was like,
2: blah, I'm out. (laughs) I'm using my Hollywood writing credit to somehow like shoehorn my way into a project, only to see how terrible it is, and (laughs) then leave it.
0: Exactly. The CW has officially picked up the pilot episode for a live-action, Archie-inspired TV series titled Riverdale. The one-hour drama will be written by Archie Comics' chief creative officer Roberto aguirre Sicaza and offers a subversive take on Archie, Betty, Veronica, and their friends exploring small-town life and the darkness and weirdness bubbling beneath Riverdale's wholesome facade. The show will focus on the eternal love triangle of Archie Andrews, girl-next-door Betty Cooper, and rich socialite Veronica Lodge, and will include the entire cast of characters from the comic books, including Archie's rival... Reggie Mantle, and his slacker best friend, Jughead Jones. In addition to the core cast, Riverdale will introduce other characters from Archie Comics' expansive library, including Josie and the Pussycats. I, uh... uh <laughs>
1: okay. I'm sure somebody will want to watch that. I mean,
2: Archie does have a following. I know yeah. a,
0: a bunch of people that... It even has, so like, a rebirth it. following. Yeah. Like, yeah. there are some things that Archie has been doing recently that I've heard comic fans be like, oh my god, it's, like, yeah. so cool. Archie versus Predator. There was that? Yeah. Uh, there was a thing called like Archie Afterlife. Yeah, like like yeah, I th- I with think like I undead and stuff, and it. Yeah. it was very popular. Yeah, and apparently written really, really well from yeah. what I've heard. So there is like a modern incarnation of Archie that people are digging. So the show, I guess, makes sense as a response to that. From what I've heard of people that have gotten a lot of details about Riverdale. It's that it's almost going to be kind of like a Twin Peaks style idea where Riverdale, Mm. the town itself, is kind of a character. And there's just weird shit going on all over the place. And it's all being covered up by like this, like they said, kind of like a wholesome facade. Mm -hmm. But the town is actually just really messed up. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So it almost seems like CW does Twin Peaks, (laughs) which could be interesting. Sure. So I'll give it a shot. Netflix and Lionsgate have announced that Orange is the New Black, the comedic drama set in a woman's prison, has been renewed for three additional seasons. Season four of the series will premiere Friday, June 17th, and additional seasons five, six, and seven will premiere in future years. Do either of you watch? I'm starting to. Or yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm starting to. It's, uh, it's good. I like it.
2: I don't like, know how far they can go with it, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I admittedly, I'm very have very limited experience with it, but you know, I'm not I'm not sure where the 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 following season. I'm still in season one, so I don't know. Okay, where, like the following seasons kind of go with it, but it is a good show. It's well acted too, which is, I mean, there's not a whole lot to hide behind in that show. Sure, because the environment is not. I mean, it is. It, the environment itself is kind of a character, but, I mean, there's not a whole lot of flash that you can hide behind, and so the substance definitely needs to be there, and, the, you know, they do have some, like, great actors on that show. So. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: true. Lastly, Fi has announced a second season renewal for their drama series, The Magicians, expected to air for 13 episodes in 2017. Anyone else watching The Magicians? Mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I am, and it is surprisingly good. My sister
1: mm-hmm. watches it, and she yeah? really likes it, yeah.
0: I, I know it's based off of a, a book series and I talked to uh, someone who's a big fan of it and said that they're doing a lot of things right. Like the person they got to play the main character, Quentin Coldwater, he uh, is this actor is like visually and um, in mannerism and speech pattern, like what you would have thought of reading the book and being like, oh, I imagine him to be like this. This guy's, like, nailing it, apparently. Mm -hmm. So that's great. They've changed some other characters a little bit, but from what I've heard, also for the better. So where the book may have made uh, a couple missteps, the series seems to be fixing those as they're going along, which is interesting. That seems to be a similar take as to what The Walking Dead, Mm -hmm. uh, at least what Robert Kirkman has said he was trying to do with the show, Mm -hmm. is there are things that he regretted doing in the book that, like, chopping off rick's hand <laughs> that he necessarily <laughs> isn't going to do
1: not the best right idea. <laughs> right not
0: for uh, a series at least no. now but no it's it's good it actually makes me a little disappointed that we had the opportunity to interview that cast and didn't do it yeah for many reasons yeah. uh none of which were really ours but no. uh more so on the the pr side that mm-hmm. just became a problem but if we do get the opportunity again i definitely will because i'm really enjoying the show actually
1: that's a good thing for me, too, because I read a lot, so mm-hmm. when I'm done with what I'm reading now, that's something I can look up, Yeah, which would be great.
0: Yeah. That is it for the news. Uh, final thoughts? Something you would like to plug, Anna?
1: I want to say hi to a fan. Oh. Hi, Craig. Hi. Thanks for listening. That's oh. all. That's all.
0: Thanks for listening, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know you, but uh, <laughs> thank you. Paulo? Paulo?
2: Um. I don't have anything to plug, but you know, of course do all the things that support the podcast, go to the geek and see everything that you can do, um, to support us here. Um, I also would like to give a shout out to a f- bunch of my friends who I know are listening now and have made steps towards actually contributing to like the review pool and stuff wow. like that. So I want to say what's up to Bob and Kayoki. I know you guys are listening and everybody else that has supported the podcast because i posted things on facebook.
0: <laughs> Wait, so your friends are both listening and none of mine are?
1: <laughs> no, i didn't know Craig. Craig's, oh. a, Craig's a legit fan. Oh. I didn't i met him after. He's okay. like he knew who i was.
0: Okay. I yeah. was just i was a little jealous that like other people know people who are listening and none of my friends actually <laughs> No, my actually friends are. do not
1: listen to the podcast. And else
2: <laughs> I, I mean to be fair i kind of like you know some of my friends i've guilted into. Bob is a different story. Bob, he's spamming
1: lit- the shit out of mm. his friends. If you
2: weren't guilting people into it, then I don't even know what you're doing here. So. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, Bob's listening to it for a different reason. He's actually genuinely interested in what we do. Sure. He's he actually works in Hollywood, so like he likes to hear the fans sort of Wait, reaction.
0: Bob works in Hollywood. Bob, let's talk.
2: Please contact
1: generation. Exactly. Com. Exactly.
2: Yeah. But um, other other my friends, yeah, they listen just because I'm like, I'm like, yeah, aren't you loyal? Like be yeah. loyal, yeah. Be loyal, bro.
0: It's the stuff you like anyway. Yeah, just listen. We're bro. talking about it.
2: Just listen, bro. That's all. Come on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro.
0: <laughs> Every sentence ends with bro, bro. Come on, come on, bro. All <laughs> right. To see everything else we do, head on over to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can like us at facebook.com/thegeekgeneration and follow at geekgeneration on Twitter. Watch live podcasts and gaming at twitch.tv slash The Geek Generation. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Night Angel. Support the show by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. Send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. Bob. As always, (laughs) the show theme is provided by Machiné Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We'll be back really soon with more geeky stuff for you, and we will see you then later.
1: Make it so.